0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. Make sure you go to Built Bar, enter the promo code Locked On, 10% comes off of, or excuse me, $10 comes off of your first order. <clears throat> Alright, today we will be talking about... A legendary player that was recently let go, which instantly means that he has to come to Colorado, right? Uh, If you talk to the fans, that's pretty much their mentality. We will talk about Henrik Lundqvist being let go by the Rangers, well, bought out by the Rangers, and does that mean anything for the Colorado Avalanche? We will also talk about the next year's season odds that have already come out, hit the books, You can go bet if you would like to, and where the Avalanche stand. If you haven't looked this up already, you will be pleasantly surprised. And we will get into, uh, although the poll is ongoing right now, Philip Grubauer, and kind of where I stand on his season for last year. So first things first, follow the show on social media outlets. L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche for Twitter. (coughs) Lockdown Avalanche for Instagram and send questions, comments, concerns, Opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail dot com. So you probably, if you are any sort of casual sports fan, not even a sport casual hockey fan, you are probably aware that after 15 seasons, the New York Rangers have let go. I keep saying let go, and that's not the right terminology. Bought out Henrik Lundqvist. Didn't make sense to keep him around anymore. Eight and a half million dollars he was uh, costing them against the cap for what would probably be a third string goalie at this point for them. You know what I mean? Which is a sad state of affairs and a a sad thing to say for someone that has meant so much to that team and hockey in general. He's, He's just not worth that money. So the Rangers did the smart thing. Had to buy him out, and now he is free to go where he wants to. Whether that's with another team, whether that is retirement, who knows? He might take uh, a little bit of time. Free agency is right around the corner. To think about those options, I'm sure there's many teams that would uh, more than welcome him in different capacities. You know, I think if if a lower seated team lower standing team wanted him. They'd probably want him to start. Why not get some butts in the seats if we get to having butts in the seats? Or does he want to go to a contender and possibly raise the cup uh, as a backup, knowing he's going in as a backup? Or does he want to retire? He'd probably have a, a, a job in a booth somewhere as an analyst if he wanted to do that. I mean, the options are wide open for this guy. Whatever he wants to do, he can do it. If he wants to continue playing, he can continue playing. If he wants to hang him up, he can hang him up. Now, because it's a name and it's a highly touted name, it's a name everybody knows. Colorado Avalanche fans have gotten on that bandwagon saying, well, he needs to come to Colorado, right? This could be uh, Ray Bork 2.0. To which I say, not likely. I absolutely love Henrik Lundqvist. I I he is one of my all-time favorite players. You know, I have, one of my best friends is a Ranger fan, my father is a Ranger fan. I've watched him for so long and uh, and, and just on top of it he's a good guy. Doesn't get in trouble off the ice. He 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 was you know the next to Derek Jeter in New York like he he was he had that city in the palm of his hand and probably always will to some extent just like Jeter does but that doesn't mean he still has a lot in the tank he's 38 years old i think his role right now is a backup role i i can't see him being a full-time starter even if that team that is bottom of the standings team wanted to throw him some money and say, you'll be our starter. I don't know if he can put together a full season anymore. He's, he just has a lot of mileage on his entire body, and it's a lot to ask him. Maybe if he went to a team where they split time, that would be good. But coming to the Colorado Avalanche, I do not see happening. <clears throat> One, because we've heard from Joe Sackick. We've heard him say he is happy with his his goaltenders, That that the problems that they're having are injury-related. He feels like that's fixable. It's not performance-related. If it was performance-related, I think we might be having a different conversation. But if it was performance-related, the conversation I still don't think would involve Henrik Lundqvist. He just did not look like his normal self last year. And even the season before that, his ability has really gone down. And if, if you want him as a name... That's what you're getting. You're getting the Henrik Lundqvist name because you're not getting the player that he was five years ago. So, you know, would would you want? I mean, you would have to give up. You'd have to give up. Pavo Fransos or Philip Grubauer. You you could you can't keep you can't have three goalies uh, on your team. You can't do it. So, who are you going to give up? You're going to give up Fransos and. Henrik Lundqvist is your backup. Now look at their stats from last year. Franzos outplayed him. And of course Grubauer did. So you can't it just doesn't add up for the the Avalanche to want to bring in Henrik Lundqvist. I was all about getting him at the trade deadline this past season. You can go back and listen to their shows and I we we knew we needed a goalie. And I was about I, I was off for that because that made some sense. It turned out they did get a goalie in Hutchinson, but that would have made more sense to me than right now. Right now it doesn't make sense anymore for a number of reasons. He's not what he used to be, and the Avalanche don't need him. They really don't. And unless Joe Sakic is putting up some smoke and mirrors about him being happy with his goaltenders which I don't think he is. I don't think Joe Sackick is that kind of guy. I think the what he tells you, if he tell if he's on record of saying something, it's probably the truth and what he believes. He's not going to say, I'm happy with my goaltenders, and then turn around and sell one of them out. Because then nobody on this team feels safe. Nobody on his team will take him for his word. So that's not the issue. I don't think the issue is Joe Sackick saying, <clears throat> I like my goaltenders and we really don't believe him. He said, "I like our goaltenders," and I absolutely believe him. I know it's, I know it's Henrik Lundqvist, and it and it's it seems like it's sexy to bring him in, and I would be first in line to have a Henrik Lundqvist jersey. Trust me, uh, and it would look good, and you know you probably would sell some tickets, even though that it's not an issue right now for the Avalanche. They sell tickets just fine. Thank you, Nathan McKinnon. <clears throat> but. To have uh, Henrik Lundqvist there, for what reason? To get him a cup? Who? I mean, maybe he goes somewhere. Because he. who knows how it's going to work out wherever he goes. And if he's not happy and the ABS are having goalie problems again with injuries, then maybe go for him again at the trade deadline next year. But bringing him in right now in the offseason as a free agent, it just doesn't make sense. The only reason you're doing it is because of his name. And that's not good enough. You're going to want him to perform and perform well for a Stanley Cup-ready team. And I just don't think he's got it in him anymore to do that. If we didn't have a backup goalie, sure. 100%. Bring him in. Play, I don't know, 20-something games a year. 30-something, even 30. 30. You know, give Grubauer a, a good break every once in a while. But like I said, the way that it's structured for the Avalanche right now and having Eustace Anunin in, you know, a developmental league around the corner, ready to go. Sorry, Hank. Love you. One of my favorites of all time, but doesn't make sense for the Colorado Avalanche at this point in time. But wherever you do go, if you do continue to play, I absolutely will be rooting for you, unless that team is the Minnesota Wild. All right, so let's hear from our sponsors of the day, and then we'll get into some betting, which I don't do too much, but we'll get into it. All right, RockAuto and RockAuto.com, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and when they ask at the checkout how did you hear from us make sure you type in locked on amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need that is rockauto.com Also here from Gamer Goo, Gamer Goo is the hand lotion and antiperspirant for your gaming hands after hours and hours of multiplayer with Call of Duty and Fortnite. Designed to offer offer optimal gaming performance, the specially formulated Gamer Goo keeps hands dry, cool, and sweat-free, even during the most heated of gaming encounters. Keeping gamers at their best. Gamer Goo comes in six distinct scents. Peppermint, cinnamon, orange, vanilla sugar, cherry blossom, and teakwood. Same thing with Gamer Goo. Go to the checkout. Enter the promo code LOA for Locked On Avalanche. And 10% comes off of your order. So definitely check out GamerGoo.com right now. All right. Like I said, we don't do too much with uh, the betting world in, on this show, mainly because I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I, I, I bet with my, my heart and not my head, and that's the worst thing to do when you uh, are, are in you know the gambling world. So uh, I'm not even one of those guys that, that I, I'm lying. The, the one thing that I, I do is I'll put 50 bucks down on the abs every year doesn't matter how good. Yes, even the dumpster fire season had 50 bucks on them. Uh, it was looking pretty good for this past year, <clears throat> obviously. So the odds for next year are out. And it's different depending on where you go in terms of the the number, like plus 600, plus 700. <clears throat> but overall, they are all consistent with the, the rankings and where teams are. So... I figured we would go over the top ten, maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, because I wanted to get to Dallas because Dallas was in the Stanley Cup, and this is stuff. Obviously, this will be fluid. You know, you can bet on these now, and then you're locked into that. (laughs) Locked in to that. um, That number for the remainder of the season. <clears throat> Things can change. So if there's a team, if, and you can go, we're not going to go over every single team, obviously, but you can bet on a team that you think, hey, I think they're going to have a good offseason. I think they're going to have a good draft. <clears throat> I think they're going to implement some of these younger players now and could make a run. Now, again, this is for Stanley Cup champion, so you have to assume or hope that they can win the entire thing. So, you know, if a team like Ottawa right now is, is plus 15,000, $100 bet will get you 15000 If you think with Ottawa, with all of their draft picks, uh, that are, they're going to play them right away and they can make it, they have a lot of money in the salary cap. If you think Ottawa is going to be that team, throw some scratch down on them because if they do make some moves and big name players start going to Ottawa, these odds change. But your odds don't because you got the bet in. So Dallas. Is 10th right now at plus 2,000, which I thought was pretty interesting. I thought usually the Stanley Cup final teams, doesn't matter who won or lost, are usually both a little bit higher. <clears throat> so what does that say about what we think of Dallas and or what the odds makers think of Dallas? Maybe they thought this year was they they rode a wave and that they... You know, 10th is not <clears throat> awful. 10th is okay. But a team that's just come... Maybe it's the way that... if Maybe if they put up more of a fight, maybe they'd be up a little bit higher. Uh, who, who knows? But I thought that was interesting that Dallas is is down to 10th. Toronto is 9 at plus 1,800. Okay. St. Louis, plus 1,700. Washington, plus 1,500. Pittsburgh, plus 1,500. Philadelphia, now we're getting in that Philadelphia is number five plus 1300. Boston number four <clears throat> plus uh, 11 or 1150. I'm sorry. Vegas and Tampa are tied for second at plus 1000. And our Colorado Avalanche are the favorite for next year. And this is across the board. On this site, they're plus 800 i checked multiple sites. <clears throat> All of them have Colorado as the favorite. Some are plus 650. Some are plus 700. There was even one where they were tied with Tampa and Vegas at like plus 650. But a lot is obviously expected of this Colorado team for next year. And like I said, oddsmakers take into account the team as it's currently constructed, and what could possibly happen in the offseason. And I think Colorado catapults to the top because of how they are currently constructed, obviously. And they are the best team. How can I word this? They are the best team in the league position-wise that has the most cap space. So as they are constructed right now, they're a solid team. We've seen that. You give them 20 plus million dollars in cap space to maneuver around with, and they're even more dangerous if they use that money wisely, obviously. So this puts a lot of pressure on this team. <clears throat> not that they they don't care about Vegas payouts and stuff like that and who's, who's betting on them, but just the fact that you are now at the top of this list. You are the favorite. Now the media and other teams are going to come gunning for you, not that they weren't gonna be already because they know how how good you are, how dangerous you are, and and the players on your team, your Nathan McKinnon's and Kale McCars, now it's in some form of print where you are expected to now go even further. Now now Vegas is expecting you to go even further. Fan base expects you to go further no matter what. Media, they can Take their picks here and there and say who's who they think is gonna go and Avalanche are involved in that conversation as well. This adds another wrinkle to it, I think. I do. I think I think this not they, they don't I don't think they're gonna play any differently. It's not like they're gonna be like, oh no, everybody's gunning for us, you know. It's not like they're so far ahead, you know, and 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 Tampa's right there, Vegas is right there, Boston is is close, Philly is close. So it's it's not like they are head and shoulders above everybody. But they're the only ones under a thousand a plus a thousand in the betting line so that that tells you something that really tells you of what the bookmakers think of the Colorado Avalanche as they are right now and they will only get better with the cap space that they have the young talent coming up and even more draft picks right around the corner so Things can change though, and and they usually do, and and but for right now, I think it's saying something that the the day after the Stanley Cup is over and the odds come out, the team that won the Stanley Cup is is not the favorite, and I think the reason for that is like I'm saying, the Avalanche have cap space. Odds makers know that, know they can sign some people. Tampa Bay doesn't. Tampa Bay has a little over five million. For all the restricted free agents. They're going to need to make some moves. And they're going to have to probably cut some guys. That they don't necessarily want to cut. But are not going to have a choice. So they will still have a, a good team. And I'm sure they've been. Preparing for this as best they can. on how to kind of move money around. And <clears throat> free up some money. Just like the Rangers just did. Uh, so Tampa Bay might look a little bit different. But. They'll they'll be okay. And clearly, you know they're they're still second in in this list right here. But what would you rather have? You know, what I can't remember exactly what the avalanche are at. But I think they're at like 24, 26 million. Maybe twenty six is a little bit high. I think it's in that mid twenties. I think or five. Clearly, you know what the answer is. So. Well yeah, I mean this this is this is an exciting time. Draft is right around the corner and then free agency hits. And that first day of free agency, <clears throat> we've being the Avalanche fans, we've always been the ones who we we don't we get excited and then the hours go by and not much happens. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think the Avs have money to spend and they are ready to spend it. So, we don't have to wait too long to see. All right. One quick little break, and we come back. Uh, I'll give my take on Philip Grubauer and his season. Be back right after this. Okay, so I won't go into too much detail on Philip Grubauer because we'll save that for tomorrow when we get to his grade, which is pretty one-sided right now. If you want to go to the Twitter page, LOPN underscore Avalanche, and vote, you will see where most people's heads are at right now. So I I think we could call it right now, but we won't. We still have, what, like 16 hours to go before uh, the the voting is final. But I think we have a a good idea of how it's going to round out. We talked about Henrik Lundqvist in the, the opening segment. And, you know, is Joe Sackick telling the truth when he says he's happy with his goalies? I think he is and i think it's set up perfectly for him and i've talked about this in the past i think it's set up perfectly for him to give philip grubauer another shot another year to figure out his injuries and see this thing through and because he has one more year left on his contract so let him play it out it's not i, I philip grubauer is not that much of a liability where you need to go getting start getting rid of him immediately he's you know he he you don't want to rely on your offense all the time but the avalanche can can do that They, they need a goalie to be you know to be a serviceable goalie you you can't you know you can't be giving up four or five goals a game obviously but and philip grubauer doesn't do that but they just need him to be a solid goalie. And I think he definitely can be that guy. Is he going to be you know, complete um, competing for like the Vezina Trophy year in and year out? No. I, I don't think he can be that guy. He's yet to prove that he can be the number one goalie for a full season. He might not be that. He might need to be that type of guy that needs someone like Pavel Francouz behind him to spell him every five or six games or something like that, unless he tur- unless he just turns it around next year and has this miraculous season where he's he feels fit, he feels healthy and we don't get the these injuries. but wasn't he the guy that was like biking like ungodly amounts of miles in this during this break, which is one of the best physical activities you can do to get into shape and and, and get in like solid game shape. And he still got hurt. So yeah, that the injuries are a definite red flag for me. But I'm with Joe Sakik in wanting to give him another shot because he really hasn't had it. Like he just took this over this starting gig in the season prior. Halfway through the season. More than halfway through the season. I think in March he kind of took it over. So he hasn't really been given he's been given the keys to the car. And he's kind of just getting out of the driveway. So I think you you need to be a little bit more patient with him. Injuries are injuries. But when you get injured, you get that label. You get that label of you know not being able to be like an Iron Man and, and keep it together where you can stay out on the ice. And right now that's his tag. That's his label. Just like we don't want to really talk about it, but how Nathan McKinnon hasn't won a game seven. We're not labeling Nathan McKinnon as not being able to do that yet, but how many more times can that happen before we do start slapping him with that label? But right now Philip Grubauer is tagged as you know a glass goalie, and that's not what you want. So at what point again this goes back to does Joe Sakic make moves and say, you know what? Uh things turned around for the Avalanche, when I was playing, when we landed Patrick Waugh. And and it wasn't like Waugh was a no-name and then became somebody when he joined the Avalanche. He was who he was. You knew exactly what you were getting. Is it time or will it be time? I don't think it's now. Again, I think you give Grubauer next year and then you reassess because now his contract is up and then you're like, okay, do we keep going down this road with him or do we bring in the big guns. That's the way I would do it. That's the way I think Joe Sakic is doing it. Because after that, you know, you have to put one of them up for the expansion draft. Who knows who Seattle would take. But if one of them goes, who, who, that's the other thing. You let them play out the year. If he doesn't play the way that you anticipated and you didn't have a good year, then the decision is made for you. Who you, the one goalie that you put in, to the expansion draft. Go from there. So I think the abs are are okay right now at goalie. I don't think it's time to hit the panic button. Uh, And you don't want to play out the season next year with a goalie that's just, like, just doing enough so the team is staying afloat. You want to have a dominant goalie. And I think Grubauer can be that to an extent. Uh... But I I think they're going to continue to be patient with him and get through these injuries and show what he really can do because they have faith in him. I do, too. I think he's a a very good goalie. I think he's a a really, really good goalie that can carry this team. He's just got to prove it. All right. That will be it for today. Uh, Check me out on uh, Locked On NHL. Today, actually. Adam and I... I recorded another episode of that. So head on over there, listen to everything we talked about. We talked about the Lightning, of course, uh, and the draft, and kind of what to expect from next season for for everything around the league. So, yeah, check out Locked On NHL today and every day. And uh, that's going to be it. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll get to that Philip Grubauer poll and any other news that we might have. And we'll get back into some draft prospects as well. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.